Red evening. It's better than work. Remember to like, comment and subscribe. And if you want to support the channel, you can become a member. Let's begin. Full panel ready. Because I was uh, I had your YouTube on or whatever. I'm like, wow, that's a hypnotic voice right there. I know, I know, I know. Sweet serenades into my ear. That's why I do narrations. You should hear me do Troy's work about his um, degenerate adventures in the seedy oh, yeah. nightlife of London. <laughs> <laughs> He's very explicit in his language, so fine. Assume as much. You can hear me talk about all kind of excrements and genitalia touching each other in certain <laughs> positions. Ooh, baby. Let's Pleasure to meet you, Miguel. Up in here. <laughs> <laughs> Taking one of the funnest things I enjoy uh, I enjoy doing and you're like sanitizing it and making it a goddamn sex ed course for college girls. Jesus Christ, Jack. I can't uh, help it. What Please tell me you have a name for that alter ego. Hmm? Please tell me you have a name for that alter ego. It's got to be Lord Cunningham. No, 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 no. It's, uh, it's my normal internet name, which I recorded on. Luckily, it's not my real name. Otherwise, I'd have uh, some, <laughs> some people coming over where it's like, what are you doing? Got it. Hey, for, it's Saturday for Timius as well already. <laughs> and of course, living uh, down under. The depths of the shed. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see. Rob, how have you been? Tired and hot, Jack. It's It's been over 90 degrees Fahrenheit. You know, you metric guys figure it out. I don't know what the Celsius is, but it's hot, hot here. <laughs> and it's going to get up to over 100 next week, starting on Sunday. And it's like, are you got to be kidding me. I'm, I'm dying here. Damn. And it's a blast furnace because I live in the fucking desert. So, you know, because people, well, you know, tried the humidity. And it's like, it's a blast furnace, asshole. Go grab your your girlfriend or your wife's fucking blow dryer and put it on your face and turn it on high <laughs> every fucking day Sounds uh, beautiful. it's enough to drive you nuts i'll tell you what it is hot oh, hot hot so that's what's been going on with me jack okay charlie have you been you've probably had a very busy week what's this yeah. by the way we started out so positively in april and comes may <laughs> and it's all Boom. I know I, I know. every time as soon as Jack's texting me or DMing me on Twitter, I'm like, oh, something's happening with the price of Bitcoin. Here's my alert system here. And uh, <laughs> usually, usually. <laughs> sorry? He's the canary in the coal mine. Exactly. And usually, I, don't, I don't panic easily, but when it's like, hey, this isn't yeah. supposed to happen. Or it's like, right. well, that's what I was going to say. I was like, usually he's texting me when it's hitting bottoms. Usually he's like, I'm buying more. I'm buying more. I'm buying more. I'm like, hell yeah. So I'm like, okay, this might be a good time, uh, you know, right here. And uh, maybe maybe things have bottomed out. And then all of a sudden Bitcoin crashes another $10,000. So I'm like, Jesus, Jack, come on. <laughs> I'm sorry. I bought. I had the same thing with Ethereum. Like I was talking to a friend of mine. I'm like, you know what? I did you a favor. He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, I bought ETH. And after that, it dropped like 500 euros so you're welcome it's like oh my thank you could you have done that last week when i bought in like well can't, can't do everything right can i yeah but you know you had you had a good streak going and uh you know you've, you've accumulated well which is great so you know good on you for that i do my best but how have you been yeah we've been all right uh 
been a lot of well not sleepless nights last night we got a lot of sleep but like uh uh basically the launch of the course day is always busy as hell um we have like stream after stream after stream so we just jumped on you know uh did our internet tour and then uh yeah now we're resting up doing some work on the back end and then uh we're gonna get started at that again so uh just basically the next three weeks will just be um us you know uh giving our giving all of our energy and stuff to the guys in the course so that'll be right. fun Mm -hmm. but you're like you're mostly working during american times aren't you yes yeah pretty much um so we're doing the webinars at 10 a.m and 10 p.m eastern standard time every single day and they usually last uh about well front to back about four hours each uh and uh two hours of those are like the focus subjects so like uh, we got to be on the ball you know pretty much every day between now and the end of the month, yeah. and, and, yeah. I'm in, I'm in, and I'm in there in both both um, both webinar sessions as well. So I, yeah, yeah. Where where are you located, uh, Miguel? If I may ask. Oh no, no, for sure. I'm over here in California. Oh God, that must yeah. be horrible. Well, I'm I'm in a nice little place though, but I'm but I'm not gonna. I'm getting out of here just for uh, reasons. <laughs> <laughs> reasons unknown to all. Unknown, of us. yes. <laughs> Well, just think about money, money reasons that that, that it yeah. starts to make sense with California. Yeah, uh, uh, I was told, I was told if Mr. Biden gets his way, that uh, Cali taxes might be seventy percent. Oh, yeah, that's a kick nuts. Holy being even if he doesn't pass everything, it's going to be at least it's probably going to be somewhere in the sixties, really high fifties. Oh my god! Yeah, so. I'm out of here. <laughs> just just in lumber, man. You'll, you'll be fine. Live there, Jesus. It is, it is pretty. I mean, if you live over here on the coast and stuff like San Diego or um, the Monterey area is really pretty as well. Um, you know, LA is just LA if you like it and stuff. But if you like over here where it's a little colder and stuff, and like Big Sur and all that stuff, it's really dope. It's really nice. The weather's perfect over here. I love it over here. Yeah. So oh yeah, I can imagine like California. Yeah, so like Weather-wise, it's one of the best states isn't it yeah it, it really is oh yeah weather wise but tax wise holy fuck yeah that's just yeah. like just that's, go that's criminal visit. right there just go visit don't live there my god <laughs> like don't don't you guys have reagan to blame for that like my american history isn't that on point but i believe it's because of reagan that california turned democrat uh so. uh no, I think he, I, well, let me try to remember his politics. He was Republican. Like he was Yeah, like, no, I know that, but for some odd reason he gave up California. Right. And then it, yeah, it went, it, went full, it went full lefty, that's for sure. I was uh, gonna say Arnold was able to take it back for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know what's going on here. It's kind of it's kind of crazy. I mean, it's it shouldn't be it shouldn't be. It's basically just all the big city centers that are making all the rural parts of California because oh, California is mostly even even though it's it's a, it's a gigantic state, I mean it's huge in terms of size, like how big California is. Um, if I were just to drive from where I live right now to San Diego, it'd take me like nine plus hours driving okay. just to get to San Diego, and that's and I'm still in California. Yeah, yeah, and I'm in the middle of the state. So if I were to drive from like Eureka down all the way to to the bottom of the state, I mean it would it would be it would be almost like eight probably like eighteen hours probably. Yeah, yeah. sounds about right. Yeah, no shit. Because mm -hmm. I've not been to your specific area, but I've been like over to Frisco, Oakland, Los Angeles, of course, San Diego, and of course down to you know Tijuana, been to all that. And you're right, it's a fucking drive. 
just yeah. and you're still in the same state, it, which is kind of like Utah in a way, because mm. Utah's a pretty big state as well that you can drive all day from the very northern end to the southern end. And it's going to take you eh, not quite 18 hours, but you're probably looking at 15, 16 and mm. you're still in Utah. So I get it, man. Yeah, you, you live in a very large state. Yeah, it's uh, but it, it's yeah. I, I, if the, honestly, I don't think most states will be able to compete if the tax if the taxes were fixed up. <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> it would be it would be really hard. I mean, I, I kind of almost think like in in a, in a weird way that they're doing this on purpose to drive money into the other states because like a lot of the money it's like Cali, California at least on the West Coast for the Western states kind of from the Mississippi this way it would it it kind of is a brain drain. It kind of like you have New York and Miami and everything kind of draining in Boston, kind of just taking all the talent up into those cities and those states. And then you have California just taking the whole West Coast of the of the of the United States. So, I mean, now a lot of money starting to flow into Texas and uh, Nevada, Texas and Nevada have been killing it. If you've been checking, checking out the real estate prices there, because the a California home over here is on average is like eight hundred thousand dollars, give or take. Yeah. Eight hundred. Yeah. Eight hundred thousand dollars to about like one and a half million for um, maybe like four bedroom or something over here. And it, you, you, so people are used to those prices and then they come over to Las Vegas or they go over to Texas and they're like, Jesus, I can buy a mansion with that kind of money. Like because most houses, the Bay Area? I'm sorry. Is that just the Bay Area or is that like, oh, no, no, Bay Area is even more. Wait, so Bay Area is like probably a million. It starts a million and a half and it probably goes up to like three, two to three million. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, I guess I was kind of extending that over to where you are too. In my yeah, in my area, yeah, it's like it's like the average house is like eight hundred, and then if you what, live in what about like up in the boonies, like not in the desert part, but like on if you're still on like the coast or whatever, but like maybe up north or something. Uh, maybe four, mid four. I mean, four hundred, five hundred, probably four hundred. Okay. That's that's not too high, bad. Yeah. Too shabby. yeah, it's still high, but it's not too shabby. Anytime you live near the ocean, they always you know. Yeah, of course. They jack, they jack them up. Yeah, you don't want to get stuck out in the desert. That's for damn sure. Well, at least oh, not yeah. in California's. <laughs> oh, come on. You can hang out in Darwin, California, which is out in Death Valley. <laughs> Your property right. out there is fucking cheap. That's what yeah. Phoenix ain't bad. Yeah. Phoenix ain't bad. Yeah, Phoenix is cool. I mean, it's really, it's, I really like what Phoenix does to like their, their highways and everything. Everything's got all the, the patterns everywhere. It's really pretty, actually. I kind of like mm -hmm. how clean it is. If uh, another part of that's really nice in California is actually going out to Palm Springs. Or just places like that near like Indio, because especially if you guys are like into like uh, I don't know Coachella and all those raves or, or all those parties are out there and stuff. There, there's that town right there, and it's it's so hot there that everything's clean. I've never seen that anywhere else, but there it's it's like so hot because it's in the middle of like the like Indio Desert right there that it's just like, the rock. Everything's just clean. I like I don't even know how the trees stay alive over there. It's so it's so crazy. <laughs> Damn, that yeah. must be warm. I yeah. Yeah, it's warm all day, but that's that's literally we're in the middle. It's like imagine you're in the middle of Death Valley, basically. Then, then like, yes. where's the hottest place in California that we could choose to make a giant like place where people are dancing and sweating like crazy? <laughs> hmm. And that's what where I, I guess. I guess the middle of Death Valley. Trippy, yeah, why not? <laughs> Isn't that kind of like Burning Man? Isn't that at the hottest place in the states? Uh, I'm not entirely sure, but yeah, they're in, they're in the hot desert. I mean, literally, they're they're not actually in Death Valley. They're pretty close, you know. They're in the desert areas. God damn! Like, yeah. are you like? I know Charlie's a metal fan. How about you, Miguel? Oh, yeah. yeah, I'm a metal fan, and stuff. It's just like I I just haven't found a band that I've liked recently for like for the last decade. I know the feel. <laughs> yeah. I mean, between the Barrett and me is pretty nice. You know them? Progressive metal. No, no, I'm sorry, I don't. Hmm. They're pretty neat. 
like not in your face political or anything, but yeah. by got very, very rhythmic things like that. It's not your normal basic four by four. It, mm. This is like five by fours devel developing into seven, four kind of shit. So it's not your easy listening laid back kind of thing, but good. They're good. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. No, I've been mostly getting into hip hop. I'm, I'm a big hip hop head and stuff. <laughs> rap dude. <laughs> well, I've been getting into that lately and it's, it's nicer than anything metal has produced in the last decade. Right. In all honesty. Oh, you fucking millennial kids. Just oh, here we go. Here, here we go. go. Yeah. Here we go. The, the, the honorary boomer Gen Xer is going to speak. Oh, God. Just, oh, what are you going to say? Just stay at home. Today? Don't go to concerts because Just the acoustics are bad. Hey, shut up. Just <laughs> listen to 80s metal, and that's all you'll ever need. That's it. I, I did look up that band you recommended. I think it was two shows ago that I was on here, and I was like, I'm not so sure about that one. Which but, one you know, was I can't remember. Because, like, I was talking about Metallica, and then I was uh, – we were talking about something else, and you were saying uh, – I can't remember what, what it was named. But I just – I looked at it, and I was like – it was very 80s, but it was like – I was like, I don't know. Like, it was all right. But – so the awesome. 80s metal, like for me, it's like uh, hit or miss because you got like, you know, the, the leather pants metal, right? Like uh, the, uh, I don't mm -hmm. know what you want to call them. Twisted like, sister kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Glam. I'm like, Glam. But like, you know, you still got like in the 2000s, you still got Tool, System of a Down, you know, all that stuff. This like, down, uh, this yeah, yeah. I went to one of their concerts, uh, not for Tool. I wish I would have gone to there, but System of a Down like live was fucking fantastic. You've seen them live as well? Oh, yeah. Yeah, in Minnesota. Oh, yeah. I remember that. We were kind of at the front, and, like, the first song starts, and immediately we were at the back. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it was also, I think, at the same concert was uh, Rammstein and um, what was the other one? That one from Iowa fucking called. Slipknot. Yeah, Slipknot. Yeah. And so it was, like, it was pretty wild. It was fun. That's yeah. a good show. Like, so, oh, yeah. Down, Rammstein and Probably Slipknot. Probably the best concerts I've ever been to. Mm. But I Rob, Rob disagrees. <laughs> you fucking kids have no idea what you've missed. Hey man, these guys, these guys literally had like they had a stage. The drummer was on the stage for Slipknot, and the fucking stage went like this. And then the drummer like starts to the sideways, still doing like his crazy. Oh, dude, he's ripping off Tommy Lee. Tommy yeah, Lee, yeah, exactly. Eighty nine. Yeah, exactly. Right. So you know, I'm not faulting you guys. I'm not faulting you guys because it was just before your time. Okay. But I'm telling you, you know, you're, you know, I, I like Slipknot and System of a Down's okay and Tool's all right. Okay. I, I'm not disagreeing, but I'm just like, oh, you poor fucking kids. No wonder you guys are a bunch of fucking social retards because you missed out on probably the greatest decade of music ever when it, especially when it comes to metal. I will and, give you one thing, Rob. And the chicks in the 80s and metal music videos are the hottest chicks i have and ever seen chicks in the videos weren't just paid models and actresses they, they were probably their girlfriends or things like that. they were back then because it was sex drugs and rock and roll that's true right. the attitude the and attitude you guys have lit. missed yeah. that you guys right. missed it but i but i've heard but i've heard i've heard i've heard from a bunch of old heads right here right now now i'm about to say some fucking crazy some outlandish oh, shit right here. here we go oh, i'm gonna say some outlandish shit right now they, like I, I had um, some boomer guys, some boomer guys we used to work for and stuff back in the day tell us that they 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 were in the metal scene 
in the 70s and stuff, and they said they should have just gone straight fucking disco. All the all the hot bitches are in the disco. <laughs> That's another decade earlier. You're not wrong about that when you're talking about the 70s. Oh, no, the, the hot bitches were in the discos in the 70s, right. but then those hot bitches gave birth to a bunch of young, hot, slutty bitches <laughs> who became the hair chicks of the 80s. Okay? Right. If you guys want a taste... Of what it was like back in the day, you need to look for the movie. It's called uh, "The West: The West: The Decline of the West," Volume Two: The Metal Years. Okay, it was released like in I think 1989, and it's got a whole bunch of bands that I, I would lay money that the three of you guys would have no fucking clue who half of these guys are, if that. Okay, no offense, it's just the no, truth because this shit was way back in the day when I was younger than you. Okay, but I knew all these bands that were in this this documentary and they had clips from their shows and all this other shit going on. And I'm just looking at it going ah, the good old days. Do you mean decline of western civilization? Yes, the metal years. Yeah, got it. They, you guys need to watch that, okay? I'm, I'm oh, not a good time. All the debauchery, all the bullshit, it's all there. Because <laughs> I just watched it the other day again, because I was like, man, I haven't seen this in a long time. And yeah, there's some stupid, silly shit going on. And is there some like manufactured shit that you're like, yeah, that's not real? Of course. But that's part of the fun. This one and turns to 11. Shut yeah, kind of like Spinal Tap in a way, yeah. <laughs> thing, while, while there's a lot of bullshit and a lot of pomp and a lot of circumstance going on, at the same time, everybody was having fun, okay? Nobody was getting all outraged and butthurt over fucking politics and over taxes being ridiculous because back in that time, California was the place to be if you wanted to be in a band and go up. Okay. But yeah, these days everybody gets hurt. Like, if you even just say like something against somebody's worldview, like even so ever so slightly, like in the states specifically, right? Like in Japan, it's quite different. But if you just say that, you know, in the states, like you can't even have a normal conversation with half people, half of the people exactly. these days. Right? This and not, before not, everyone lost their fucking minds. Exactly. Yeah. Just every time I look back at America, I get this like kind of reverse culture shock, and I'm just like, what the hell? Why am, <laughs> why am I here? It's just uh, like, yeah, guys, that will that will give you a taste where while there's some shit that is definitely dated where you're like, oh, fuck, oh, that's stupid. Of course it is. But there's other things you're going to look at and you're going to be like, Rob, was it really like that? Yes, Charlie. <laughs> Damn, yeah, we need a time machine. Like, I'm, I'm going to go to the States like next year or something like that. And I'm going to warn Rob. I will ruffle some feathers probably. <laughs> no, you won't because you're going to be with me and I'm going to get you drunk and get you laid. That's all we're going to be doing. We're not ruffling feathers. This isn't the political tour. I will not get drunk. No, we're, we're I will get laid. Jesus Christ, you got to throw in your caveats here. You can just get, you just get <laughs> Jack and Soapbox, caveats. put them up in, the, uh, in uh, the middle of New York City and... Just uh, give him a mic, see what he I'll be for your European Jack overlords. Utah. I'll bring Jack to Utah, to Mormon <laughs> Central. And he will be like swimming in an ocean of pussy and he'll never want to leave. So finally. I know my, how this works. My rightful place in the world. <laughs> as a <laughs> European with all the American poon. It's like, yes, 2,000 years of culture. Work at me. 
then you you get Jack a book and go to door to door, right? No. Yeah. Well, but we we really figured out healthcare. We did it. Yes. Whatever. <laughs> That's fine. Little millennial, you go go and prattle around. I'll send the military somewhere else. <laughs> anyway, thanks guys. for real though. For real, thanks for humoring. You know the aging Gen Xer. I appreciate you listening. So. No, we're here. We're guys, here to have a good conversation, guys. Seriously, you need to check out that that documentary. It's good times. It really. Oh, is. I will. That's is it on YouTube? Uh, probably. I would say it's it, you know because it's on Prime. It's on whatever streaming service I've got, and I'm not paying for it. So oh, did I say that? No, I didn't. Oh shit! Edit that out. <laughs> Edit that out, Jack. Mm-hmm. But it, you know, it's it it's it's one of those you can get it and. And I would watch it just if you want to like a snapshot of how it really was back in the late 80s, well, mid 80s to very, very, very early 90s. That was the scene. And it's like, oh, guys, you really I, I wish you could have been there because it was a good time. Right. I can imagine. Like, remember that understand girl. why I'm so pissed off and jaded. <laughs> Charlie, I have to say, though, that was the best millennial answer you could have given. Is that on YouTube? <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, that, you're right. That is, that is a great answer, actually. It's like, oh, <laughs> is that on YouTube? Yeah. Basically, well, YouTube's turning into that off of Torrent. <laughs> yeah. Five years from now, they're going to be like, hey, can you get it on TikTok? Oh wow! Zoomer time. That since it's just generated, so we got basically the millennials and, and the extras over here shit about a shit on the zoomers now. But uh, man, those that, the zoomers are really lost in the sauce right now. They're real. They're uh, it's it's worse. It's worse than I thought, honestly. <laughs> but but they're, they're they're smart kids. It's just like they're they're they really they're they got a really rough end of the stick. Oh, I mean, especially yeah. especially if, if, if I mean right now we're still holding up, but at some point in a year or two, maybe three years, we'll we'll take a huge crash in the equities market. I mean, really badly, and whew, that's going to be rough. That one's going to be rough. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, it's it's happening here as well. Even like the older millennials are at the <laughs> short end of the stick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rob has uh, Beavis. Yeah, <laughs> that's my spirit little. animal right there. I love it. Mm. <laughs> remember, got some TP. <laughs> oh man, remember like uh, Beavis and Butthead do America? It's like sometimes oh, yes. I poop real hard and I get real tired. It's like I that lost my shit when I heard. It's <laughs> such I a love dumb joke when he's next to the old lady. Oh, I take my pills to get some sleep. Yeah, you know the feeling. Sometimes I poop real hard and I get tired. Like, what? <laughs> Imagine taking a shit so bad you need a nap afterwards. Like, hey man, sometimes it just takes it right out of you. <laughs> Real quick, Alex Patino, our truck driving agent in the field for five dollars. Rob, speaking about Mormon gals, talk about soaking. Oh god. I'm you gonna know. ask Rob that when he comes back. So, guys, you have to be the biggest crypto experts in this whatever you want to call it, at least the greatest crypto experts I know. Now, in April, we were pretty positive, as I remember. And then all of a sudden, it kind of took a turn. Not to say the worst, because we've seen worse. It it took one of those, you know, Beavis turds. (laughs) Just like right down back to support. There we go. There we go. Right. The Shah 2000 for the 199 Super Chat. Zoomer Nation by ETH. Well, not financial advice, but thanks, Shah. 
have to be careful with that. Otherwise, they're going to hold me accountable. I don't want that. Right. So, yeah, but, but it did. What, yeah, what happened? Because this week was some good news from El Salvador and things like that, yeah. officially accepting Bitcoin as a legal payment for an entire country. So, yeah. yeah. Pretty much confirmation that it's here to stay. But Miguel, Charles, kind of, take the floor. Well, you get this kind of wave of other countries, especially a lot of in South and Central America, now being like, okay, they got they got that going. All right, let's uh, let's uh, consider you know other countries as well. I think uh, Mexico is also considering uh, you know passing some laws and different countries as well. Um, the Dutch, meanwhile, say like, let's try to make this whole thing illegal. I read an article on that. Oh yeah, I heard about that. Some some weird cuck. I mean, he just yeah. looks like his wife gets banged by different men. <laughs> He's like, oh no, we need to make crypto illegal because we have to protect the people. It's always this appeal to emotion from these yep. commie bastards, where it's like. For other people, no, no, you fuck face. Yep. Well, think of Elizabeth Warren the other day, and I don't want to get Rob started on that. But <laughs> actually, I kind of do. <laughs> Back in my day, she kinda used do. to be hot. <laughs> but it's like you read my mind. <laughs> she just, oh my god, like just the the spewing. It's just like. You know when you know one of those subjects so well, and then when you hear like just the lies, like the pure lies coming out of somebody's mouth, you're just like, wow. Like, you know, just for everything that just coming out of your mouth right now is just like absolutely, you know, false. Welcome to the fitness industry. So, yeah, you got you got this whole bunch of FUD, you know, coming at crypto, like, you know, all these politicians, all these, you know, Elon Musk, you know, getting uh you know basically his handlers or you know the people who control his money um right are uh, basically like hey you know you might want to talk down this bitcoin thing a little bit you know and uh, you get china over there doing their thing so you know to me it's mainly just a reaction to uh their fear right so they see bitcoin every time they see bitcoin getting adopted and then once retail comes in the market because before um, before February, we basically had institutions mainly buying Bitcoin. They were, you know, getting it up at nice prices um, for since about 2019, at least. Like you even had like Harvard, Stanford, Yale, um, you know, buying a lot of Bitcoin from 2018 to 2019. Then you have like Goldman Sachs and uh, JP Morgan and these guys, you know, uh, and ICE, which is the International Continent or Intercontinental Exchange, which owns the NASDAQ. Right, they're they're buying some up, and everybody's buying cheap. As soon as retail comes in the market, normal average average everyday people, they're like, okay, let's start pumping this a little bit, right? They talk nice things, you know, uh, Tesla buying some and everything, and then all of a sudden it's like, okay, now how can we fleece them and then basically have them, uh, you know, buy at the top, we get them to sell at the bottom, we scoop up their stuff, and we just take money from them. That's basically the thought process, um, you know, from the higher ups. So. It's what they do best, and yeah. uh, Musk, so. Musk is such a trust fund baby, man. At least in behavior. Yeah, I mean, I could be wrong here. I mean, my knowledge isn't as great as you guys, but isn't this just pure market manipulation yeah. with his one point five billion pumping it in? Yep, and it's just proof, even more proof that you know um, this this money is needed, right? Decentralized decentralized money is absolutely needed. And it's going to go through these kind of pain points. And I think it was what, since 2017, uh, all these crypto guys being like, um, hey, you know, like, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, hey, let's get in the Wall Street guys. Let's get Wall Street to pump our bags. And it's like, you know, you get what you wish for. And right. uh, so there's going to be a lot of, you know, everybody was saying, oh, 
you know, the institutions are coming into crypto, so we're not going to get as much volatility because they're going to buy and hold for the long term. Bullshit. Mm -hmm. You know, they they love, uh, you know, they, they do the charts the best and they love to manipulate and they love to push the price up and down. So I think for the long term hodlers, the people who are just buying and holding and, uh, you know, getting all the discounted prices, those types of people. Right. If you have the longer term point of view, it's no problem. Right. It's like, OK, this volatility presents some opportunity in the short term if we want it. Um, but long term, it's just like I'm just going to keep accumulating more, especially when the prices are low. So right now is an accumulation time. All right. Let's, let's get more. So um, you have to have that long term point of view on it. But um, yeah, it's shit ton of manipulation out there, which uh, happens in every single market. But because this market is still, you know, kind of early and growing, uh, they're going to be able to push it around quite a lot, actually. Mm -hmm. yeah unfortunately unfortunately sorry about that that is happening right now in the market but you guys came out with the crypto mindset course and as charlie just mentioned you have to have a long-term perspective on this because in the oh, short yes. term it is still too volatile to think like that in all hmm. honesty i mean i remember like we'll never hit 10k no we'll never hit <laughs> below 10k again I can't remember how many times I've heard that. And then all of a sudden, 9K, 7K, <laughs> 6, and then it went to 39. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. And then it went to 39,000. <laughs> right? I love it. I do have to say, though, every time now somebody says, oh, we have a crash, I'm like, no, no, this is not a crash, people. I yeah. was there, man. I was there 3,000 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was like Vietnam flashbacks. Yeah, <laughs> <PT> crypto PTSD. <laughs> Acid flashbacks. That's what it is. Yeah, but I do love those memes though. When um, they have the Saving Private Riot memes, everybody gets shot at, and then you see all the old coins just being shot down. <laughs> exactly. Somebody head blows open, and you get like somebody just getting wrecked. <laughs> but. Okay, markets can never be really predicted, I guess. Maybe like when you look at um, events happening, you can make an estimate, things like that. Or yeah, at least with El Salvador, like adapting it and other companies getting in, other countries looking at it, especially South America, because if I have to take some of the arguments that I heard lefties say seriously about South America, it's that they've been kind of screwed over by the dollar. And the inflation that's happening. So these countries are now seeing it more as a retaliation against the dollar. Kind of yes and no. I mean, Miguel, I think your point like that we were mentioning the other day when you're talking about like the US dollar kind of coming into crypto and being like, now right. that it, you have a lot of that happening, you get kind of like the US being a little bit more okay with it because you got the, the stable coins so much in the space. You want right. to kind of... Talk so about that, huh? you're having nation after nation essentially kind of trying to gang up on the dollar right now by abandoning it essentially so you have you have china doing deals with xrp to essentially circumvent the swift system you have um i'm gonna say a lot of china stuff right now for a second but it's gonna be like china stopped buying bonds i think in 2015 for the united states then they started selling off all their bonds in this entire time and stuff now they, they don't they really don't even hold that much dollar anymore you had the um sovereign wealth fund of of Russia just say that we're no longer going to hold dollars anymore. Uh, you just had Colombia, not, not Colombia. They just had Cuba say that they're no longer going to use dollars anymore. <laughs> just that you start, you start seeing all these countries are starting to do this. 
But while they're focusing on fiat land, what the United States has been doing is that they've been dollarizing the entire cryptocurrency market hmm. on the low. If you if you noticed it right, um, while they've been focusing trying to rug the United States on the big on the big on the on the main stage, right? What the United States has been doing is allowing because the United States could have put down all kinds of um, I would say they could have they they could have put all kinds of regulation down on cryptocurrencies much earlier than now, and could have really hurt the place because they knew about it for a long time. I mean, I know for a fact that um, I mean, some of the people who started off um, USDT, they went to the Dallas Fed and told them what they're doing, and then they did an entire presentation to them to all like to a lot of the main offices of the Federal Reserve, so they know about it. I mean, another thing too, right? The Federal Reserve, their seat of powers is actually in Jackson uh, Jackson Hole, uh, Wyoming, and the the head of the head state of cryptocurrency for the for the United States is Wyoming, Cheyenne. Wyoming. So of course, yeah. the, the seat of the monetary power of the United States is in Wyoming, and the seat of the cryptocurrency power is in Wyoming. It's for. <laughs> I mean, there, there's like, I mean, there's some. You can go down. You can go down the road with some of this conspiracy theory stuff, but the United States has essentially been letting um, stable coins and the dollarization. Everything is priced in dollar in cryptos, not mm-hmm. in euro. Not in the, obviously the countries have their own little small janky little exchanges where they buy with like. Canadian dollar, Australian, you know, RMB, um, any anything you could think of, and but when you're on the world stage, it's in dollars, always in dollars. So what's going on is that since you, these nations are essentially abandoning the dollar at, at some points, right? And on on a on a government level, population wise, it's still king. Mm-hmm. It's the it's really the only international currency that has any power in terms of like volume. If you if you look at the euro, the euro is like three percent of like international remittances. Uh, the RMB is like zero. Uh, you know the Russian currency, the ruble is nothing. I mean, basically, there's no. I mean, the, the I'd say the second best um, currency is actually the yen. Actually, the yen, and but the yen is still not hasn't really permeated that much. So yeah, well, Japan sold its ass to the Bank of International Settlements, like the the World Central Bank, to to get that. Basically, you know, they're like, "Hey, guys, like, uh, we'll we'll uh, put ourselves in a recession for ten years so we can control our, uh, you know, basically take out our checks and balances, and then we'll uh, sell some land to you, um, basically on the cheap. And uh, can you please, please, please let us in, uh, you know, to the financial elite of the world? And they're like, okay, you know, you know, you've been through enough pain. Sure, why not? You know, it's pretty messed up. Yeah. Like these levels of money talk are always way above me where it's like, damn, this rabbit hole. Okay, goes and I'm going I'm gonna, I'm gonna to make it, I'm going to dumb it down for you, Jack. <laughs> this is the crack addict going, yo, man, I suck your dick. <laughs> yep, 100%. And said to the central bank, yo, yep. man, I said, I suck your dick. <laughs> they pulled it out and Japan did. And here we are. Yep. That there you go. Okay, exactly. now I hear you. But yeah. like, like Miguel just mentioned, like both of those offices are just in Iowa, and like the article that came out yesterday of this, I don't even know what he was—a minister or something, some nobody. Like we need to ban crypto. I always get the idea that those are not accidental articles, if you know what I mean. Right. They're always there's always a reason why they place it there. Because I remember, like, back when I got into crypto a bit, the one thing that made it so appealing to me is that government hated it. I'm mm. like, oh, then it has to be good. Right. Because I knew about the inflation happening and the money printing and 
prices going up, not necessarily prices going up, just money becoming less valuable. And the worst part is getting here now, I think, when you look at the housing uh, market and things like that. But when a whole new monetary system comes, of course, they're going to get scared. Of course, they're going to get frightened. They will not like it, and they will fight tooth and nail to erase it, sort of say. But the thing is, you can't really ban it. Right. Yeah. It's decentralized. You know, Bitcoin and Ethereum are fully decentralized. Um, some of the other currencies, not so much, but still the main two, which are which is the main collateral for the system, is decentralized. You can't stop Bitcoin. You can't stop Ethereum. It ain't, hap- it ain't happening. There is some of these other currencies out here, maybe like some of the main L1s, which is like a layer one a cryptocurrency. It's basically like Ethereum copycats. A lot of them are actually kind of centralized still. So you could kind of attack them and they probably would go down. But the main two, uh, it ain't ha- it, it's not happening. There's no stopping it anymore. It's done. And, that, and that's Monero kind of- as well. They can't stop that shit, which I have. Right, right. Well. Exactly. Monero is where it's at, bro. Like one of the best cryptocurrencies in existence. And uh, But, you know, it's price appreciation works different. But, um, yeah, in terms of like, you know, putting a good middle finger up to the government, that one that one does the job pretty, good, pretty well. I mean, they kind of got it coming because look mm. at look at what's happening to people's savings and things like that. It's all becoming Erased. worthless. Yeah, even my father mentioned that. I mean, and he's pretty much, a, I mean, if you want a stereotypical boomer, I mean, mm. he's one. Even he, he came up to me. It's like, you do investing, right? I'm like, yeah, why? He's like, well, it it's not worth it anymore to keep your money in the savings account. It yeah. just isn't. It just devalues on there. So I want to do something with all with that money I have that actually is in my benefit. Yeah. So even and, for him, it's like, yeah, that's it's not worth it anymore to give it have a savings account. We're almost how much are we right now? We're right at a 0.01 interest rate on savings. And we are getting very close to the negative. I think we're already there. Yeah, with a couple of banks, we're already there. Negative interest rate. I mean, yeah. I mean what the hell? I mean, we could, I mean, me and Charlie Nerd Service right now, we can get you like eight to ten percent APY on on just dollars right now. Yeah, did I mention Celsius before to you, Jack? I'm not sure if I've ever mentioned that to you. Mm, not to me specifically. Okay. Yeah. yeah so you can tell about that. Yeah, you can sign up to something called Celsius. They're essentially a uh, lender. Um, they're, they're essentially a what a bank should be in cryptocurrencies, right? Mm-hmm. So what they're they've repurposed the bank and made it what it's supposed to be. Everything's fully collateralized. There's no there's no lending money on. Um, fractional reserve banking, everything is collateralized, right? If you want to borrow one dollar, you gotta lo- you gotta put up four dollars or two dollars. Mm. So if something goes wrong, they have the they have the capital and don't and can't get overextended. So it's it's like they created a much safer system for borrowing and lending. And the best thing is because everything's collateralized, no credit at all. You got the money, you you get access to capital. It's it's amazing. If you choose to leave assets, so let's just say you got your dad to leave, I don't know, ten thousand dollars of USDC. He deposited on. He could depo- He turned his ten thousand dollars into ten thousand USDC. Leave it on Celsius and gain eight percent a year. That's about the returns of the S and P five hundred. Mm-hmm. Steady. Like, very very and steady. You do, and you can do it with ten bucks too, right? You know, yeah, yeah. You, whatever much you want to do, you can do it with a hundred thousand. You can do it with a million. Like obviously, the more the merrier. But um, it's one of these things where. You know, I've been telling my family about it and you start kind of like you have to kind of push the gears a little bit for some people because 
um, the first reaction out of a lot of people, you know, uh, especially like extended family members is like, you know, oh, these crypto gains, I can use them to, you know, buy a new car or something, right? I'm like, you can, but you don't necessarily want to buy a depreciating asset with something that's an appreciating asset, right? You go, want to kind go of- Go read Rich Dad Poor Dad for more on that. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Robert Kiyosaki knows where it's at. He knows uh, Bitcoin's where it's at as well and cryptocurrency in general. He's a huge proponent of that. And because what you can do with it, right, is you can use it to compound on itself. And if you do look at it as like just long-term savings account and you ignore the volatility in between, right? You uh, put it away, you forget about it for 10 years, you come back, it's designed to go up. And I know that sounds like a Ponzi scheme, or I know that sounds like a scam, generally speaking, right? And um, people thought about that when Bitcoin first came out, but it's proven itself, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it just keeps doing what it's been programmed to do. So I think, you know, if anybody is like extremely skeptical about it, I think the one thing they can go out there and do is just read the Bitcoin white paper. And, uh, you know, there's parts of it that are going to be very technical. But even if you just read the abstract, which is like the first, you know, a couple of paragraphs of it, I think you might get interested, uh, not you guys specifically, but just talking to the audience or whoever may be listening yeah. in general. Yeah, Charlie, by the way, drop the link anytime you want to. Oh, the, right. Uh, yeah, sure. Mindset course. How I always viewed uh, this Bitcoin thing, <laughs> me sounding like a boomer, is typical human behavior. We have always innovated. Um, as soon as we ran into a problem, there's always some guy who innovates a solution. And that's how I saw Bitcoin, the technological solution to an outdated money system. Correct. Because we are living in a globalized society right now. And trusting governments with a global currency will fail. I mean, anything the government does, it's a total, (laughs) I mean, pretty much. It's going to fail anyway. There is not one governmental program that has ever worked on the long term. Prove me wrong. Well, anytime they get one that works, they uh, they torpedo it. <laughs> They're like, "Oh, yeah, that works for- too well. <laughs> let's uh, let's uh, get rid of it." It's that. like that Ron Swanson scene with the chair. I don't know if you've seen Parks and Recreation. Oh yeah, I've, I know the character, but I'm not sure about the maybe not. Okay, sure about so, the so he's a woodworker as well, and he uh, there's a scene yeah. where he has to make chairs, and he's got this great chair, and he just breaks it. It's like Ron, why did you break that chair? It was too perfect. It looked factory made. <laughs> it's like what? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay. No, but I, that's I, I, how I yeah. saw Bitcoin, a natural response to the ability of man to solve a problem it has on a global, in this case, uh, a global level. Yep. And it's something that they can't uh, stop. They can, like Miguel mentioned before, right? They can't stop it, but they can slow it down. Well, that's okay, about all they can do. So they keep putting speed bumps in front of it, right? And uh keep trying to uh, twist and turn around the people in it. But um, yeah, if you, if you understand the long-term uh, strategies, uh, concepts and things like that, um, which we teach in the course, then um, you're going to be all right. And I think, you know, e- even a lot of boomers and uh, gen- I mean, it's, a, it's not really a generational thing uh, when it comes down to it. Everybody needs to say, have savings. Everybody needs money and everybody needs that to function in their daily lives. Right. So um Basically, you know, our our demographic for people who watch our show and then uh, people who jump into our course has been just expanding with every sing- every single quarter um, because, at, like you said, you kind of you said the I word, right? The word that nobody wants to speak, which is inflation. Um, that people, even if they don't know why they're losing their value, they can feel it, right? And um, 
in every single sector and they go like it's this reason it's that reason it's this reason it's that reason and part of those reasons are correct but the one thing people don't necessarily want to admit for the most part at least especially not the, the mainstream media is the i word inflation and it's not getting any better right uh the united states dollar has lost like 94 percent of its value over the last 100 years uh, wonderful <laughs> wonderful system um and you know, that's a, that's a hidden tax that basically, you know, they tax you 70% in California if they want to, right? And then they uh, tax you over the course of 100 years and make sure that you have absolutely no wealth that you can pass on to the next generation. And uh, then they can control you, right? So mm -hmm. that's how they look that, at it. They have the same thing here in the Netherlands, I believe in the States as well, and maybe everywhere in the world. Yeah, pretty much. They have this inheritance tax where it's like, mm -hmm. really? For yep. God's sakes, people. Like, you already pay tax on your income. Then after a certain amount of wealth, you pay tax over that. Then you finally die. You want to leave it to your kids who you saved it for, and they have to pay tax as well on it. It's like, what? Why? Yeah, then you have to you have to find loopholes to be able to get around it. And so people do, but like they make you, you know, go through everything possible. Like the funny thing is, is as you gain more money throughout your lifetime, it's just like a constant battle. Okay, like what's the next thing that I need to learn to actually keep it? Because, uh, you know, it's they want to take it away from you every every step of the way. Yeah, but there's this, they have created, and with they, whoever you want them to be, the lizard people or the people who turn <laughs> the frogs gay, I don't know. They have created this us versus them mentality. I, I believe I tweeted this out, the article where it's like, Jeff Bezos didn't pay taxes and neither did Elon Musk. And some idiot was like, oh, um, the rich don't pay taxes, yet they say people who um, are on welfare, on welfare are uh, the mooches or the leechers or whatever. And I'm like, mm. yeah, because they're on welfare. They haven't created anything. And it's not per se that Musk and Bezos don't pay taxes they have their wealth and assets in in other well they have their wealth in other assets which mm. makes it possible for them to quote unquote not pay income tax because they don't have an income yeah and there in other jurisdictions no as well like like let's move it around the world here a little bit you know and um it's kind of what california is doing with you know forcing business um to you know move their money out of california uh, it's the same as what the United States is doing on a national level as well, um, forcing forcing the rich to move their money outside uh, of the country. And it used to be the opposite case, right? You, the United States used to attract all the best and uh, brightest talent and, uh, you know, a lot of the wealth as, uh, along with it. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's not quite the case anymore. But I, it is what it is. Like Miguel just said, like the Zoomers are going to have uh, – they're going to have it rough. But look at the millennials already. Yep. How little of them actually have savings and right. how many of them yeah. are in debt. That's why I got into crypto. Like uh, the first time I bought Ethereum, it went, I bought it at $90 and I bought $1,000 worth and it went down from $90 to 80 or 75, something like that. And I was like, well, you know, I was willing to lose it. So we'll see. And then I forgot about it for a couple of months. So then it was uh, $400 per Ethereum, you know, just two months later. I was like, shit, I think I need to learn about this thing. Jesus, you know, mm -hmm. and um and then that's just been the, you know, put me on the uh, righteous path, um, you know, to learn about this, you know, over the last four or five years. Um, but I, I think, you know, I was one of those kind of jaded, pessimistic 
uh, types in terms of uh, regarding finance, because I'm just like, when I, at the time, you know, it's like, uh, we didn't really have, we just had uh, like a debt slavery, you know, basically mm -hmm. system going on, especially, you know, a lot of the millennials not even having enough savings to be able to purchase, you know, a car or house, basically, which was something that their parents uh, had an easy time doing back in the, you know, 70s and 80s. So, yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, this is the way, this is the way for, you know, this generation and, and then definitely future generations as well. And even current generate, you know, current uh, older generations as well. Like everybody can find a way to make this work for them, but it is kind of intimidating at first and a little bit scary, right? Like, cause it's a brand new technology and it's like, what the hell is this thing? And uh, is it a scam? Is it real? Is it like, you know, so everybody has all those questions, um, you know, to begin with, which is natural. Yeah, you and I talked about this, like the hurdle to actually buy ETH or crypto yeah. uh, BTC is like, holy shit, man, now I have to do this. Now I have to fill in this. Now I have to make a password for that. Now I have to insert this. It's like, uh. but when you finally yeah. get there and you understand it, it's like, oh, okay, now I get it. Now I get yeah. it. Just a couple of steps, which makes it safer as well. Oh, yeah. In the long run where it's like, oh, you just, it's not that easy to get into this. Like a bank account or whatever, but yeah, it that's keeps for a, nice, a reason. Yeah, it keeps a nice moat around the space a little bit. So, like, um, you know, the people once you do get into it, you know, and understand it, you have do have an advantage over other people entering into the space. And so then you have you know a way to make money on it as well. That's if you're looking at it from like a Wall Street perspective, you know, um, which is not the nicest perspective, but you know, it is how you know it is it is a perspective. <laughs> But so many people are financially illiterate as well. Like back to Robert right. Kiyosaki, like I remember reading his book and he's like, become financially literate. Now, at first I didn't really understand what he meant, but like just read books on money, read yeah. books on finances. How does right. it work? Personal finance isn't really that hard. I mean, Cappy hit it out of the park. Spend less than mm. you make. That's yeah, it. Exactly. Wow. That's insane. Yeah, I don't know if I can do it that hard. That's tough. I know. I know. It's oh my god, man. What spend less than I make? What I cannot spend what I don't have. How does that work? But then with the money you have, buy assets, not liabilities. Right. Mm. And for so many people, and I've talked to Rob about this plenty of times. It has become the joke now in my little chat. Jack arguing with women because they mentioned they student debts. And Jack is dumb enough to actually <laughs> tell them, hey. If you do it by the governmental payment plan, you'll be stuck with your debt for 15 years. But if you hunker down for one year and you pay off that debt, you'll be free for the rest of your life. Nope. Nope. No, 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 no. You know what Jack should have done? Bang his head against the wall because that would have made more sense to them. Like, <laughs> but I want to do fun things now and it's only 60 bucks a month I pay for that debt. It's like, yeah, but... That's 15 years of your life, 60 bucks a month. It's like, and you never get out of it. Right? Some people don't. I know. Yes, Rob. You know what your first mistake was, right? I know. I know. Like expecting them. them on that subject altogether. Mm -hmm. You should have just went, eh, do what you want. Yes, queen. I know. <laughs> I should. I should have just borrowed them money. Like, here's X amount of money, and you pay yeah, me this much. You, you'd have never gotten it back. So you don't borrow. You don't lend them money. You don't do any of that shit. When they just say, "I'm gonna go off and find myself," you just go, 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need some space. I, I, I need space. I'm going to get an SUV and buy a McMansion, and I'm going to go and do. Uh, yeah, yes, Queen. Girl, hey, Rob, can you take over a bit? I'm going to take a bathroom break. Okay. <laughs> okay. Go that, ahead. That, that is seriously was that. That's the thing with Jack that I love about Jack when he gets into these discussions about women. And he's like, I had a conversation. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> There's your first mistake. Right there. You had a conversation. Just don't. You just <laughs> smile. You nod. You take their little fucking drawing. And you go, oh, look at that. And you put the fucker on the fridge with a magnet. You pat <laughs> them on the head. And you let them go. And they do their thing. And then later they come back and they suck your dick. <laughs> because that's what they do because they don't want to have a conversation they want to be validated and told they were right and so you go yes queen and you let them do their thing and meanwhile you keep your fucking finances far far away it's also the beauty yeah that's also the beauty of, of crypto right it's like you know you actually have control of your personal finances and nobody has to know about it nobody yeah, like exactly yeah, that's that's the beautiful thing about it. That's, you know, I, I'm not into it nearly anywhere to the level you three are. OK, that doesn't mean I don't have some. Mm. This means I'm not, you know, I don't understand it at the full level you guys do. And that's OK. The little bit I have, I'm like, oh, look at that. Look at that money. How cool is that? And I pet it and I pat it and I put it back in the digital wallet and I forget about it for a couple of weeks because I don't watch the charts and, and the ups and the downs. And I'm like, eh, if it's there tomorrow, cool. If it's not, eh, fuck it. I'm gonna li I'm gonna probably die on the work, you know, the work until I die plan anyway. Mm. Because that's not to get sidetracked, but a guy tweeted yesterday, he was like if this, if civilization is going to get through this, whatever this was, I don't know what he meant. I, I don't follow enough social media to care. But he said, if civilization is going to get through this, it's going to be because of Generation X. And I just started laughing. And I, I quote tweeted him saying, well, if you're waiting on, you know, Generation X to save civilization, you're fucked. <laughs> because we're the MTV generation who were told by boomers, you know, which is okay. We've accepted our lot in life, which we were told you ain't going to have shit. And yeah. so we said, fine, we're not, you know, we're the overlooked generation. We're in between the boomers and the millennials. You guys are slugging it out amongst yourselves while generation X, we're just sitting back going, <laughs> <laughs> you assholes! Oh, you want us to do something about it? Fuck you! And I, yeah, I, I, like, I, I look at my, uh, uh, like, basically a few of my older uh, relatives in Generation X. I'm like, yep, got to do this myself. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, you know that we learned, you know, not to, not to get too pop culture, but it it does resonate with a lot of Gen X. Was the the book and the movie Fight Club, okay? And and because that was released like in '92 or something like that as a movie, and it is we're the ones that we don't you know our war is a spiritual war. Our you know our Great Depression is our lives, 
Okay. And so when we see the millennials <laughs> pissing and moaning about, well, we didn't get our participation trophy. And the boomers are going, well, you little fuckers don't get nothing anyway. We're just the ones sitting back going, ha, 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 ha. And then we take it from them. We take it from their cold, dead hands. Like, I mean, that's kind of what our generation is like right. basically trying to do with cryptocurrency, right? It's like, right. let's change this financial system for our benefit. And then when the boomers die, I mean, it's pretty dark if we go down that that route. But yeah, you know, it's true. There. Let's go it's there. Really, what the hell? We yeah, were this like, close with a boomer remover pandemic, yet they lost their <laughs> minds and they wanted safety yep. and they locked everybody up. It's like, yeah. Well, but in all fairness, Jack. In all fairness. You guys, the millennials, you could have rebelled and said, fuck you. We're going out. We're going to work. We're not wearing masks. And all you little fuckers did was you put on your masks and you stayed home. Not me. I'm taking this personally. I am not my generation. <laughs> <laughs> I am not my generation. I am excluded from this criticism. <laughs> I'll tell you, me, I worked. I The whole pandemic, I was out working every day. So it's like... Is there COVID? Guys, do you see COVID around here? No, no, no COVID around here. Just a bunch of scared motherfuckers wearing masks. All right. Yeah, I would say that, you know, most people, right, they just listen to the mainstream media. But I mean, over here in Japan, like people aren't taking the vaccine. I mean, there is a small subset, right? Um, but that's a whole nother conversation. I think we'll get deep in the weeds there but generally yeah, speaking we'll, we'll do that on another show yeah exactly <laughs> i mean generally speaking though you can walk around over here um how you choose and you know they're not going to let you into maybe one or two restaurants but generally speaking you know if you walk around here without a mask or you know do whatever you want to do people are like okay that's cool you know but i basically within the first month of this whole thing i was like yeah this is bullshit but um you know it's one of these things where it's like okay let people do what they want to do but like um yeah, I would say, you know, this it's cross-generational when it comes to that, you know, because like a bunch of normies listen to the media, they think still still telling them the truth, right? Uh, in general. So which is, is pretty is. much all boomers and a whole bunch of other motherfuckers that that anytime I've seen anything that, you know, my dad, because he's a fucking boomer and he gets outraged over shit. And all my only response to him besides the ass queen to him is dad, stop watching the fucking television. Yeah. Stop. It, it's not worth it. it and, it, you know, thank God my dad, he's acting like a, a four year old in some ways because he refuses to do the internet thing. That's what he called it. <laughs> the internet thing. Well, yeah. He has a computer only because in order to collect certain parts of his benefits from Social Security and from his uh, retirement from the FAA, he has to do it online. There, there is no office he can walk into and talk to somebody, which pisses him off to no end. But so he yeah. does know a little bit, but otherwise he refuses. And I am so glad I since Thursday do not have to deal with that anymore. It's like, <laughs> nope, I'm not dealing with boomers anymore who don't want to get online. And always the same argument, like, oh, but it's hard for old people to get online. Where have you been the last 20 years? Fucking dipshit can get online these days. You don't need to know nothing. No, but always this sympathy because it's hard for. No, we've no, had 20 not. years. 
Stop coddling each other. God damn it. We're not children anymore. Interesting thing about that as well. When you actually uh, listen to what some of the uh, uh, people in Congress in uh, in El Salvador, what they've been saying when they were introducing the law on Bitcoin, what they've been saying is the Internet is a human right. Right. They're kind of trying to kind of oh, go. Jesus. So, I mean, OK, OK. But like, hear it out for a second. Right. Like, I'm not mm-hmm. talking on the pol- political level. I'm just talking about like they want people to all have access to the Internet. Right. Which I think is a great thing. Mm-hmm. Like human beings. Right. If they have access to free knowledge, they can do a lot of amazing things, especially like if you go look at, you know, countries which maybe people don't have access to a proper education. And even if countries do have a proper educational system, it's way too damn expensive. So might as well just go on the internet and educate yourself, right? Okay, so and if so, I understand you correctly, it will be taxpayer-funded internet. Well, here's the thing. is I could get behind that. Yeah, I guess if it's, you know, if somebody has to pay for it, I guess. But I'm not, I don't know where they're going with it. But basically what they're saying is like, okay, it's just kind of like if you're like, okay, the internet, if everybody can have access to the internet or at least a majority of people, right, then you can get everybody access as well to uh, open finance, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, with the smartphones that we got going, it's not a perfect system because the people who are creating the smartphones or the materials that need to be used to create it have some, you know, I mean, slave labor within there, right? Um, so there's always going to be something negative. Some point of the system is not going to be, you know, basically correct. But generally speaking, if we can use the technology that we currently have, which isn't perfect as well, uh, to try to at least give people another option to free themselves a little bit more, right? Mm -hmm. It's a movement in the right direction. That's basically what I think they're trying to do. Um, And it's what we're trying to do here with educating people about crypto as well. But it's one of these things where it's like... um, I mean, I'm jaded. I'm just jaded as Rob when it comes to when it comes to the government. And it's just like, I, I don't, you know, you have to like at some point I'm like, I don't want to play ball at all either in this game. But then it's like, you know, OK, what how much of the power can I, you know, start using uh, to take it back to, for myself a little bit, you know, and just yeah. use this to um, make my life a little bit more free. Um and it's one of these things where, because of the international travel restrictions with COVID and all that stuff is bullshit right now too, because basically uh, makes a, the world kind of like, a, you know, if you look at it from Japanese history, kind of like a feudal state, you know, uh, in general, uh, where you have like, okay, you need a passport and a vaccine and a test, all this stuff to go over to the next jurisdiction, which, you know, uh, shouldn't be the case. But yeah, we do have to, you know, uh, use the tools that we have to try to at least, you know, take some freedom back. Because I think, like Rob said before, too many people just take it, right? People don't actually try to, um, you know, rage against the machine or go against what's happening because they're afraid that they're going to, you know, get hammered down. And it's one of these things where it's like, we need, I mean, uh, back in the 1990s, there was a guy named Milton Friedman who said, if there's going to be a change in the money system or if there's going to be a change in the government, it's going to come uh, from not war it's going to come from peaceful uh movements which you know not like necessarily like protests or anything but um through technology basically you know technology that they can't stop and that's encryption and that's cryptocurrency in my opinion but um i'll get off my soapbox now and (laughs) i like it i like it but like i said it's the human mm, it's the human need to adapt to a problem they have to find that solution and well that 
for me was crypto as well. Really quick, Alex Patino for the $5 super chat. Thank you very much. I'm still waiting for massive die off. Hopefully takes all historical people. Then I believe it. I think he's talking about the beer bug thing. Yep. It's like Cappy said, like, yeah, if uh, as soon as people, as soon as bodies are hitting the streets, then that's when I'll believe it. I did get the vaccine. When though, the fucking because... lights get turned off and you don't know when they're coming back on. That's, that's when you need to worry. I did get the vaccine, though, a while back because, well, it just, it oh, saves no. a lot of hassle. But <laughs> I, I'm not dead yet. It was. It really was like that. It's like either I'll mark of the beast now, Jack. You know, it's either I'll die, or I become infertile, or whatever, or turn into a rabid zombie. Go go into Resident Evil mode. Jack's gonna show up with a second head hanging off his shoulder. Oh, Jack's other head. Then I'm twice as pretty. Nice. Except you'll be fighting amongst yourselves. You mutant. I will win. I will win. So, no, guys, I will win. <laughs> I am about to wrap this one up. Miguel, Charlie, thank you very much for coming on. Miguel, yeah, pleasure like to meet you. Nice thanks for humoring me too, guys. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's been wrong. a pleasure to meet you, Miguel. Like I've been watching you on the Moon Gang show. You're you're a good guy, man. You've got oh, pretty thank good. You, man. I, I let me say one thing. Yeah, get the crypto mindset course and buy some Ethereum. I like that. I like that. Right, simple, straight, and to the point. Buy fucking Ethereum. I like. But I want to close the, close this off on this. Of course, we cannot predict the future. But like I said, back in April, uh, the hopes were high, so to say, and then some uh, some prep kid, whatever you want to call him, started manipulating the markets and uh, things like that. How are we looking at the market now? Is it like a bear bull or a bull bear? Or is everything still in place, the positivity, but it's going to take a while longer because of all the hassle we've been through? Yeah, it's bull, bear, crab, crab, bull, bear, crab, bear, crab, bull. You know. <laughs> well, hang on, hang on, Charlie. What's crab? I understand Sideways. bull, bear. Oh, sideways. Okay, there yeah. we go. See, see how yeah. easy that was to explain to the aging Gen Xer. It's don't like, you have Google? <laughs> Fuck you and your Google, you fed. You're you're confirmed. You took the vaccine. Jesus. I'm reporting yeah. everyone now to the IRS. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead, Miguel. Yeah. I would probably tell people, you know, get on Kraken because there's a lot of cool coins. I, if you if the easiest thing to probably do is buy some buy some Ethereum, buy a little polka dot, and there's this coin, there's a small little coin called Mina. It might not be a bad little gamble for a little little fun money. That's it. I mean that if if it's simplistic as a portfolio, there you go, right there, and you'll be pretty happy with it in a few years. Very happy. Yeah. So in the long run, we're still positive on it, sort of say. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, to be honest, like, I mean, you were with us when we were buying under 10K, you know, for Bitcoin and Ethereum and buying under $500 Ethereum. So, I mean, where we're at now is actually still fantastic, in my opinion. But it's one of these things when I heard crypto people say that back in the day when I was getting in at, you know, uh, you know, like $6,000 and, and you know, it jumped up to 20 and then it went back down to, you know, three or whatever. Um, I was like, well, yeah, easy for you to say. Um, but so, it's you know, it's not uh, necessarily like, yeah, it's basically just time in the market. But for this uh, estimation here of ETH and Bitcoin after 2030, um, I would say Bitcoin uh, above seven figures and Ethereum above six figures is um, what's likely to happen in that case. 
uh, over the next 10 years. So I don't know, Miguel, do you have the specifics that, that you're targeting? Let me see. Yeah, Bitcoin multi-million, of course, but um, Ethereum, Ethereum's a, or at least over 150,000 at least because depending if EIP, if they, if they don't change the burn rate on EIP 1559, I mean, you could have Ethereum something close to like 60 million tokens over 10 years, you know, over the burn rate and stuff. So with basically cutting its its token supply by like one third or two thirds, and then the adoption rate, and then some of the sharding and some of the upgrades and stuff with like with um, sh um, with uh, what's called zk rollups on layer one, and then optimistic or you know you know it's a, or optimistic rollups on layer two, and then the sharding on layer one and two. I mean, things are going to be scaling pretty fast. Not everything's going to be using Ethereum, but anything that really needs to be not shut down by governments are going to be on Ethereum. And that's really valuable. I mean, that'd be worth hundreds of thousands of dollars per Ethereum. So, and yeah, yeah the thing the government's going after now is DeFi, decentralized finance. You know, uh, the things like decentralized exchanges, like Uniswap.org. So that's the thing that they hate next because it's the, um, you know, it's uh, playing whack-a-mole, right? They can't get them all, um, and uh, it's going to be one of the things that it helps people to uh, continue to, to participate in this market freely. So um, it's going to be extremely valuable. valuable. So um, if they try to take one down, then, you know, kind of like BitTorrent, right? Just another one comes back up. So it'd be good. Remember Napster? Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing with crypto. It's technology. It evolves. It adapts. Yeah. It grows. Remember the dot-com thing? Like the internet. Nobody will use email. Exactly. Newspapers will rain forever. So how do you think we're going to close the year off in crypto? It's a bull market, bear? Bull. For me, it's a bull um, from probably, uh, in my opinion, uh, mid to late October through the end of the year. We're going to get back into all-time highs. Okay. Yep. So, Miguel, did you have any specifics on, on that you want to mention in addition? Yeah, be good? pretty much. I mean, the, the only thing I'd say is, like, maybe we might have a sh one shaky month around September, maybe. That's going to be mm -hmm. the month I can see, just because you have a lot of tax, a lot of the extended taxes uh, for businesses come. So, let's just say uh, normally taxes are April 15th, and that extended out to May 15th. And now, when you if you get an extension on your taxes, just to, like, oh, can I do my tax a little bit later? It's September 14th, 15th this year. Is the last extension, so I'm, I'm expecting some companies probably to sell something, or and then as well as like retail because they have to for taxes. So that that month may be a little shaky. After that, it's off to the races. Okay. Yeah, it's easy easy to think with the greed brain. So if you want to look to the Dow side, you know you want to see Bitcoin holding mostly above 30k, and you want to see Ethereum holding mostly above 2,000. So uh, I might temporarily go below some of those numbers, but uh, above those numbers, and we're good. So nice. So, guys, if you want to learn more about this, head over to CultivateCrypto.com. The link is in the chat. I've got a couple of my members who are in your course. And ever since this thing launched, I've heard nothing but good things about it. Really, yeah. nothing but good things. All good feedback. I mean, I've been following Charlie for a couple of years now. And in mm -hmm. all honesty, his advice has never failed me. It's a shame, though, I lost it all in a boating accident. <laughs> I mean, I shouldn't have gone deep sea fishing. So, yeah, you know, it's a shame. But every now and then, well. I like to look at it like what could have been. I could have been on a yacht with hot big titatinas and big booty cuties. But unfortunately, Next Next I have my boat. I have my box, which right, was paid go. for by the small estimate that wasn't on that ledger. Gentlemen, thank you very much for being here. Guys, you know the drill. Hit the like, subscribe if you haven't. 
Comment down below with your thoughts of this show, or if you'd like to see Miguel and Charlie back here again, or leave your review of the course. Other than that, uh, if you want to support the channel, you can become a member. Weekly Q&As. Uh, by the way, guys, the Q&A post is up. So leave your questions there. We are now in the members area playing Pokemon Fire Red. We have finally beaten Misty. She has succumbed to our strength, and we're going to Lieutenant Surge next. Yeah, I kind of stole the idea from Ryan where it's like, hey, I can do video games while streaming. And the members enjoy it, so go for it. There you have it. Rob says .net for everything. Rob, you have been hitting it out of the park with the uh, with the posts, man. You really have been hitting it out of the park. It's called not giving a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want everything Rob related, go to Rob says .net. Rob, take us out. Meow. See. <laughs>